Of course they're all tangled. What in the actual F? Oh, I made it, I made it worse. Come on, help me, help me help you. Please work <laughs> and I cry. Oh, see, every time you pretend to cry, everything works. Welcome to the Steno Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Katie, the Steno student, and Anna, the newly certified stenographer. We are here to create a space for fun friendships and coffee. Our hearts are set on digging into the stenography journey and what life is like as a student and certified stenographer. We would love for you to grab your coffee and join us for some Steno Talk. All right, guys, time for some free money. Not from us, but from these wonderful organizations who want to help you out on your court reporting journey. What other profession is going to give you grants and scholarships to help you succeed? Let me tell you who. TCRA, the Texas Court Reporters Association, so you have to be a member. Shout out, Texas. Yes. The J. Thompson Scholarship, $2,500. Go onto the TCRA website, check out what you got to do, and apply. Also, we have some NCRA grants. This is for you new professionals out there. If I'm not mistaken, you have to be within your first year of working. It is the new professional grant. Check out NCR website, see what you got to do, get you some money. I believe it's $2,000. And if I'm not mistaken, they said last year they gave out like a second prize, which is also a thousand bucks. So, you know, if you're not the best and you come in second, hey, you still get money. <laughs> it's free money. Um, free money. There's also a new grant for an amazing reporter who recently passed Monin Black. She'll live on forever. Through this grant, that is for new reporters in their first two years of certification, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, you have to have your RPR. So if you're not in Texas and hey, in the last two years, you've gotten your RPR, check that out, NCRA website, apply for it. Anyways, those are the scholarships, free money. Guys, like, <laughs> apply for these scholarships, guys. It's it's free. It's I want to shake people. I want to shake people sometimes because I'm like, why are you not applying for these? Do it. Do it. Do it. Welcome back to <laughs> Steno Talk Podcast, guys. We are so excited to be here with you today and hope that you thoroughly enjoyed Sarah's interview last week as much as we did. It was definitely a good time for us. So we hope that you joined in on the laughs and the fun. And we are still working on that wedding planner steno day but that's gonna happen at some point so anna why don't you start off our read back how was your week yes hey guys let me read you back my week so as a newly certified texas certified shorthand reporter tcra puts on this little event for new csrs it's called like a new csr training this time it was virtual and so i attended that I really enjoyed it. So there have been other events that some people go to and you can't really like interact. You don't see the other participants. You just see like the speaker. They'll ask you like, hey, don't chat it up in the chat. You know what I mean? But like if I'm going to attend an event, I want to chat it up. You know what I mean? I want to talk to y'all. So this one was like that. It was via Zoom. I could see the people. I could see the different speakers. We were able to interact in the chat. It was really cool and informative. I am obsessed with one of the technology things that they, one of the reporters said that she uses, she's able to like upload her, like her notices, like her billing sheets and like stuff like that. And so whenever you are also in person and like the attorney has to tell you like what he wants or whatever, she uploads all of that and you can like write on it like it's a <laughs> notebook. I freaking love it. I already checked how much it is. It's too much money for me right now, but I'm going to save up my money and I'm going to buy it for myself. I promise. If if not in a couple months, then for my birthday in September, but I will buy that. Um, so I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. Kudos to TCRA Force Committee. <laughs> I now know more things than I did before. <laughs> so mission accomplished. Also, this past weekend, I got asked to go out by like two of my really good friends, probably probably like my best friends, the only people I really kind of talk to like on the daily. <laughs> and I don't know, guys, like I was just like tired. 
I'm just tired and exhausted. And I did not want to travel. What? I did not want to go out and party. I did not want to drink. I did not want to celebrate. What are those words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I did not want to celebrate. So I stayed home. It was really nice. We stayed home. We made a little bit of barbecue, like just me and my boyfriend and my two kids. And it was it was just really nice. I really loved it. I loved staying in. Um, what else happened? Shout out, Kat. My daughter turned 12 on Monday. Yay. Happy birthday, Kat. <laughs> She's going to be so embarrassed when she listens to this, but whatever. Oh, my God. That's what moms are for. I know, right? To embarrass She's our kids. Happy birthday. So mad at I you. love you, Sneep. That's what I call her. Oh, my gosh. She's even more embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, kind of. I just like ran out the room as she's listening. And another good thing is I got paid. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> applause, applause, applause. My very first paycheck. Mind you, it was for only one job. The way like the pay period ended up working out when I took the job, turned it in or whatever. It wasn't like $5,000, but it was a little baby paycheck. But guys, I am 100% proud of that because this I mean honestly this is what I've been working for you know what I mean like all this all this time in school I don't want to be poor anymore so I'm finally contributing to my family's income and it just felt amazing so that was like that and my kid turning 12 it was like the highlights of my week so and that was my read back Katie how was your week it was good. I know that I shared it everywhere, but I finally passed my freaking two-minute test at 140 in Q&A. So that was a major win for me this week. I, I think I've convinced myself that I can make it through one minute of any speed, and that's why it took me so freaking long to get those two minutes down. But I do think it was just a combination of the way that I was practicing, doing the practice to perfection, as well as my high-speed classes, and then doing Sarah's uh, pre-test ritual that we shared last week. It was just – it was amazing. Like when I was listening to the test, I feel like in other tests, I'll get tripped up on like one or two questions or answers and – I swear that they all of a sudden shoot up to like 200 words a minute in those like little bit. And then I'm like, okay, that wasn't my speed and so unfair. But so I, this one was like super even and I was like right on the speaker. I wasn't dropping. And just when I finished, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have this. And it took me, it normally takes me an hour to transcribe. It was taking me an hour to transcribe my other tests that I had failed. It took me maybe 20 minutes to transcribe this. That's like how clean it was and how – and I, I'm not going to say it was super clean because I definitely was like misstroking stuff. But it was clean enough that I was able to figure out my trash and easily. And it was it was just an amazing feeling. And I was like, one day I'm going to do five minutes at 225 with this. And this is how I'm going to feel. <laughs> You guys have been on the struggle bus with me with that. So we're going to all celebrate together. <laughs> so other than that, I had the opportunity Margarita's. to do what? two unboxings. So I'm going to do a little shout out to these guys. Steno Swag did an amazing box full of some handmade products that she does. A Steno cover, the, the keypads. I'm not going to try and list everything because I don't have a list in front of me. A hat, And then she's from Montana and has these. Uh, Huckleberry products. Huckleberry is like the big thing up there. And I grew up going to Montana because my grandparents lived there and all my favorite childhood memories was in Montana. And so my favorite thing to eat, my grandma would make me Huckleberry pancakes instead of like blueberry pancakes. So I was like, that just took me back. So I gave her like this whole story of my background. And I was like, it was like I got a box from my grandma. (laughs) So that, that box is really, really awesome. And then Actually, they're both amazing. The other one is called the Sustained Steno Box, and that had more um, a combination of different steno companies that the the girl who put Sustained together, she was supporting different companies in one. So they had different feels to them, and they both had just amazing products in them. So I'm probably going to be signing up for both of them because they both had so many great things. 
So yeah, definitely check those out. Save up your monies. It's a quarterly subscription box on both of them. I know Steno Swag's quarterly for sure. So yeah, other than that, I've just been practicing my butt off and reaping the reward. And I went and got my nails done. I had lunch with a friend. So definitely trying to get that self-care in because it's really important, guys. You got you to gotta take care of yourself so you don't burn out. So that was my read back of the week. All right, guys, so let's jump into today's topic, which is on testing and test anxiety. So fortunately, I had the opportunity to attend a virtual seminar in December on this. So I was actually able to pull out my notes and I have some information that I I thought was really helpful. I did struggle, did, I don't struggle as much. I feel like I've gotten to a good point with my testing But I know in the beginning, I really, really, really struggled with test anxiety. And it was funny because one of the ways that I would try to work through that in a test was my breathing. And I would breathe so deep and so heavy trying to slow my heart rate down that the girl sitting next to me was laughing at me at the end of every test. She's like, I can hear you like the entire time and I'm like girl I I know you can but in the middle of that like that's all I can do to try to keep my cool uh, so it, that's how I handled it in the beginning but it's it's hard guys like I know let's see what are other ways it manifested for me I, I wouldn't black out but I swear like my brain would just not hear words <laughs> so I'm part of that is just getting your brain adjusted to hearing higher speeds that when you're taking the test it is grasping all of those words I would start shaking. I'm a really big shaker when I get anxious. So my fingers would be like shaking all over the place. I was stacking like crazy. Um, And then I would just freeze up. And yeah, that's pretty much how it manifested for me. Sometimes I'll still get that on a more minimal level. But I think because I am able to test so often at Mark's school, Doing it so often helps me not be so anxious because it's like, oh my gosh, this is the only opportunity I have to pass this test this week. And then I have to wait till next week or the week later to pass it. So that takes pressure off of me of, okay, I have to pass this test. Anna, what are, did you ever struggle with test anxiety? I don't think that I did. To me, it wasn't like I, I would get nervous for the test or I wouldn't get any like sweaty hands or like shaking or like sweating or anything. I feel like I've always been that kind of person that I can like convince myself of anything. So when I would think about going into a test, because there would be moments when I knew that a test was coming up, not I'm going to go sit for a test, but I knew a test would would be coming up. I feel like sometimes I would psych myself out and be like, this is a big test. Like, oh shoot, like I have like three days until this super huge test or whatever. So like my CSR and stuff like that. But whenever I would go to actually test, you know, I, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I would just tell myself, I I like to always think of the after. So I would just be like, this test is what, what's the total amount of time? Do the math, five, 10, 15, right? Because that's the actual test. And then two minute warm up. So that's 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 minutes. So I would mm-hmm. tell myself, like, I can do this for 21 minutes. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, so I would tell myself, I would try to tell myself, mm-hmm. don't mess up. But if you mess up, don't freak out. Just keep writing the words. They're literally just words. And these are words that I know how to write. So um, I would just convince myself that I was going to be okay. And somehow it just worked for me. Um, And so, and then like right after that, like I wasn't even done with transcribing the whole test. I was like, okay, I got through it. Now I just have to transcribe it Mm -hmm. and I have to transcribe good enough to, to pass. And so this is where the test is made when you're transcribing, you know what I mean? So I don't think I ever really struggled with testing anxiety. <laughs> um, so I'm so sorry. Like, but like, I can't really like say too much about it, mm-hmm. but to have you always like it? been able to have that more positive mindset and talk yourself into that. Yeah. I feel like to me, everything is, everything is like a, a mental thing. Like I know 
like this is going to sound really weird guys and probably has nothing to do with it but like whenever I was pregnant and I would get nauseous and I would think I was going to throw up I would mentally tell myself <laughs> you don't need to throw up uh-huh. you're not going to throw up so I wouldn't throw up because I hated it so much so I've always like I said I've always felt like I was the kind of person that I would like convince myself Sometimes it might have been a bad thing because like, especially during like quarantine, you know, people were going to like emotions and like getting like, I don't know, like sad and stuff. And I would just tell myself, you're not sad. And then you'd believe it. You're okay. <laughs> it might not have been the healthiest thing, but I'm probably all sorts of messed up. guys. But like, That's great because we have such different perspectives on testing uh, because all of our listeners are all, you know, different individuals who I'm sure have different personalities and different ways that they test and experience the testing anxiety too. So I'm sure there are some that are going to relate more with what you're saying and some that for me, I am really, really hard on myself. So even when I'm trying to like be positive with myself, I have this other part of me that's like doesn't believe me. <laughs> So the mindset, I have to work a lot harder on like convincing myself to believe myself. Um, I'm in therapy, guys. It's fine. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it takes work. And it's not like you could just think positive and then like everything's going to be good, like easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Like it's something you have to work at a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know for me, one of my biggest barriers is just really believing myself and like knowing I can trust myself. Like I had so much distrust of myself from like a whole other podcast worth of issues <laughs> that like I had to learn to trust myself so that I could allow mm -hmm. myself to to have a more positive mindset on things that I was struggling with. Because, of course, on any good day, we can always be like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm fine no matter what. Everything's going to be fine. But you got like we all know it's. The struggle is not when everything's fine. The struggle is when we're at the bottom of the pit. I'm like, okay, am I gonna am I gonna listen to myself and am I gonna allow myself to be pulled up, or am I going to allow myself to pull myself up out of here? And that might be like if you have somebody you trust, maybe like tell them, hey, when I'm at the bottom of the pit, I'm gonna call you and I need you to tell me and remind me that I can do this and that it's gonna be fine, and just give me those words that I'm not gonna believe for myself. So. All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know we had a lot of questions that were related to what we just talked about, so I don't want to stick around there in too much longer. At the seminar that I attended in December, uh, we had two special guests, and I want to share the notes that I took on what they recommended, and hopefully that will help you guys. And then we'll go into the questions and the advice and get a little more specific. All right, so Mark Kislingberry was the first yeah, the speaker. Texture one. Yeah. Shout out Mark Kislingberry. I hope he listens. Oh my gosh, I really hope he listens. Hi, Mark. So he gave three points. The first one was be skill-oriented instead of result-oriented. And I loved that. Totally forgot about it until I read it right now. Like preparing for this episode, I was like, man, I need to like write that on the wall <laughs> so that I'm always looking at that because – it's so true. If we're focused on our skill and not the result of every day, the results are going to come fast enough to where that's going to carry us through the hard times. We need to be focused on what is the one little piece of skill that was developed well today. Yeah, yeah. Like practice, yeah. practice enough to where you're good enough to pass the tests or you have, who knows, because it might be a hard test or whatever, but yeah, skill oriented. Because maybe you had one word that you transcribed because of something you did in your practice and that was your win. And that's, mm -hmm. that's good. I noticed if I hit one word that mm -hmm. like I either transcribe mm -hmm. it right because I recognized how I was misstroking it or I started stroking it right then it actually sticks. So even that one word win in our practice that goes into all of your future practices. So be skill-oriented instead of result-oriented. Point mm -hmm. two, never tell yourself, quote, I have to pass yeah. this test ever. Don't put pressure on yourself. I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> See, like I did that like a month before the CSR. Like I was like, crap, this is such a huge test. It's going to determine my future. But like the more that I thought about it, and the more you're just like, this is such a huge test. It's just going to like, it was just messing with my own mind. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that like, totally takes me back to my TikTok that I'm trash. This is trash. Never trying. Not again. Don't be like that, guys. It's it's true. That's how we think sometimes. So now you take that and put the mindset on it and just don't be so hard on yourself. All right. Point three, focus on practicing and training hard, then have fun during the test. So Mark does a lot of analogies with court reporting or steno with being an Olympian or being like a very highly competitive athlete, except instead of with your body, you're doing it with your, your brain. Basically we are brain Olympians over here. And he, he pointed out like the Olympians and like NFL players, like they don't hit their game or their, their event. That's not when they're hitting it the hardest. They're hitting it the hardest a year before the event and every day what they're eating, what they're drinking, how they're sleeping, and then their training. Like all of that is what they're putting 100% into so that they can be successful at their event. And so Mark is saying like focus on the training, focus on the skill, and then enjoy the test. Don't put pressure on yourself to pass it. Just know that you've done everything that you can to prepare for it and enjoy it. And if you don't pass it, that's okay. You gave your 100% in training and it's fine. There's going to be another test. Just keep giving your 100% in training and then try to relax and enjoy the test. Mark says the number one goal when you're practicing and training is not to drop. If you need to sacrifice the quality of your writing in order to not drop, do it. If you are dropping because you hesitated to remember a brief, then you just lost words that you're not going to be able to even try to transcribe. So you stay right on the speaker, word for word, try not to trail behind even a couple words, because then if you hit a difficult spot, that's three, three, four words if you're trailing that you might miss because you're you're not on it when the difficult part comes up. So don't drop, stay right on the speaker. And if you need to sacrifice quality in order to stay on the speaker, then that's better because then you at least have something that you can look at and try to transcribe. All right. The second speaker at the seminar was Lene Rogus. She said, you need to relieve stress before and during a test. So whatever relieving stress looks like for you, you're going to have to figure out what works for you and then come up with your own ritual to relieve stress before and during the test. Methods to relax during a test, she recommended breathing, breath work. That's obviously what worked for me in the very beginning. <laughs> and then having moisture in your mouth. So she says to suck on a mint. Probably don't chew gum if that's going to be distracting you. Um, but just to keep breathing and keep your mouth from getting dry. She said that your self-talk needs to be positive. So there we go, hitting that mindset again. And to continually daydream positivity toward your goals, visualize achieving your goals, and rewire yourself to talk more positively. I'm not going to go a whole lot into this, but there's quite a few podcasts and books out there on rewiring your brain for positivity. So if you haven't heard about that or if you didn't know that was possible, just Google it and you'll find some great stuff out there. Uh, bottom line, positive thinking determination and confidence are the three keys to your success from Lene. I know she also talked about bef right before the test to stomp and to like wave your arms around or something like that. And it just gets your blood flowing. And I don't even remember what else the benefits were of that. But I just remember she had everybody stomping at <laughs> the seminar. I feel like maybe that like loosens you up. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you might tense up like right before a test. And so if you're really tensed up and then the dictation starts like mm -hmm. maybe you're f you literally freeze up like your hands. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what I really loved about what she said now that I'm remembering I did attend. <laughs> Obviously, guys, I don't remember a whole bunch of stuff. But I really liked the breath work because if I'm not mistaken, she was like, if you are kind of nervous for the test, your heart like starts to pump really fast and your breathing shallow? starts to get like, what's the word? Like heavy or shallow? <laughs> yeah, shallow. Okay. I'm not good with the words, guys. <laughs> so anyways, so she was just like, 
take deep breaths, slow your breathing, because when you start to breathe Mm -hmm. like that, you're sending like a signal to your body, like that fight or flight kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? So when you calm your breathing, you calm yourself and like just focus on the breathing. And I remember, I think like the whole month before I literally took everyone's advice because I really wanted to pass this test and I I utilized it all. So when you're testing uh, for the CSR, they give you like the preview words and stuff like that, right? So I took my time. I put all the preview words in and then you would feel like, okay, right after I'm done, like the proctor's watching me, I have to like press play, right? Well, I didn't. I took my time. I calmed my breathing the proctor was probably like, what is this girl doing? Like, she's crazy. But I didn't push play until I was ready and I knew my body was calm. And I feel like that really, really did help me. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it just went smoother. So I really, really mm-hmm. loved um, this event. I really hope that they would do it again because um, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone, like, benefited. I think – one of the girls who attended it, no, I think she might have just passed her CSR or maybe she passed it right after. Anyways, yeah, it was just like a really good event. It was like legit, like priceless advice, honestly. So I've never really studied breath work as much as I've been interested in it. What did you do, Anna, for your breath work? So what she would say, like you have to calm, I, I forget what it's called. It's like the four square. So you like breathe in for four counts and then you breathe out for four counts, I think. And then you just keep doing mm-hmm. that and- until you do like four and I guess that's like a, a square <laughs> or whatever. I could be totally wrong, but I, I think it's for a certain amount of counts and just you do that. And so you're breathing. Okay. Then just sends that signal to your body that you're calm. That's cool. You know what I mean? So yeah, I felt like that really helped. You might not think like something like breathing would help you do good on a test, but it's just sending a signal to your body that you're not in danger, not in a in a situation that you need to be fleeing or fighting it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Because you've been practicing you like you said, you've been training for this. So you're good. You just need to like not freak out. All right. Uh, Let's go to our first question, which is from Annie Bueller. She asked, do you have a ritual before taking a test? I have two pre-test rituals. And one of them we posted last week with Sarah's episode because that was from her. So you can go back on our Instagram or on our Facebook and you can find slides listing out what steps to take for her pre-test ritual. And so that's there. I'm not going to go over that again just for the sake of time. You can find that there and you can listen to it from last week's episode. From Mark, like I said, he says to treat treat your test like a competition as if you were an Olympian the day or night before. Get a really good workout in. Make sure you get lots of sleep the night before. He even goes as far to say like carb up and like eat as if you were going to go compete because it's like fueling your body the way that a competitor would be doing it. Acknowledge all of your feelings, write them down. So if you are feeling anxious, then accept that and write it down and say, hey, I'm anxious and it's okay. I'm I'm confident and that's great. So just acknowledge them because you don't want to fight them. That's going to make it worse. So acknowledge them, write them down, and then visualize success and visualize your future. And I think if you combine that pre-test ritual, which is more of like the day before and the night before and the morning of, and you combine that with Sarah's the hour before your test, I mean, you're going to be great. It's like gold right there. Uh, The second part of her question was, any test anxiety tips for students going into speed building? So I think we pretty much answered that question already through what we were already talking about. Practice your breath work. Know that it's going to be okay. Oh my gosh. And know that you are going to fail and failing is a good thing because you're going to learn from every fail until you get your pass. And then you're going to fail and fail and fail and fail and learn and learn and learn and learn. And then you're going to pass again. So don't put pressure on yourself to pass those tests, especially in the very beginning. For me, I passed all my tests in the beginning. I passed my 40s, 60s, and 80s, almost every single one. And then I started failing at 100. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. I'm never going to get past this. So for me, I have a lot of mental work I need to work on. But know that failing is going to happen more often than passing. And just don't 
put the pressure on the result, put the pressure on the skill. What are you doing today to enhance your skill? Fail forward. Yeah. Fail forward. Fail forward, basically. Mm -hmm. Every time you have a fail, you learn from every fail. You learn from every not pass yeah. test. So. All right, you're up. Get it, girl. Speed building. Okay, this mm -hmm. is from Beck Frick 17 Anna, how did you stay calm during your certification exam so you could pass? Okay, I feel like it all just had to do with leading up to it, kind of not freaking myself out, working on my breathing. And I think that just everything that I did before to prepare helped me stay calm during the test because I feel like and I got my practice in you know what I mean like so I guess kind of just what we're talking about the preparation assures you that you're going to be fine during the test because when I took my first test I knew mm -hmm. that I didn't pass because my skill wasn't there so if you are more than prepared and you have the skill down there should be no doubt in your mind so when there's no doubt in your mind there's no way to psych yourself out during the test. So when I went into it, I was like, I got this. I, I can write this speed. I've been practicing above this speed. And even though I wasn't getting it perfect, I can make stuff out when I'm writing it. So be confident in your skill. Make sure that you're prepared for that test because there's no way that you would go in and take a 200 mm -hmm. QA when you're like at 160. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you are at 200 and you're taking a 200 and you've been practicing 200, and you've been practicing 225, you are confident in your skill and you're less likely to freak out during your test. And like I said, if you mess up or you don't know something, your mind has to be right and confident to not freak out mm -hmm. and just, hey, if you're going to drop, drop smart. You know, mm -hmm. like you were saying, Katie, that Mark had said, get something down because then when you go back, you can figure it mm -hmm. out. And the test is passed when you're transcribing like 99% of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never had test anxiety when I was transcribing. It was all when I was writing. So I think also remembering that writing isn't where the test is made. The test is made at transcription. You just have to write good enough mm -hmm. that you can read your trash, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's what helps mm -hmm. to put less pressure on yourself during those five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. write, write good enough to where you can just, transcribe just be, it. Just write good because, enough. Yeah. I you don't have that. to write oh, perfect. You don't even have to write 95% perfect. You just have to get something good for everything enough. so that you can transcribe 95% perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you pass. Exactly. And it's yeah. great. And then, and then you're and making then you your first check, <laughs> barbecuing with your family, I looking know, at cool yeah. gadgets. <laughs> gadgets. I love gadgets. She's going to be a reporter. I'm not going to be an old lady anymore. I'm going to be super <laughs> technological. All right. Next mm, question. Yeah. Also from Annie Bueller. Okay. okay. How do you Next trick question. your brain into thinking it's just a test? Don't feel pressure. SOS. So I think we covered that pretty good already. You just really have to work on the mental side of it more than the physical side of it. You can Google rewiring your brain and find a lot of different resources that will actually train you on how to think and how to rewire it. It's really, really interesting stuff. Haven't studied it enough to be able to like regurgitate anything, but definitely check that out. But like Anna said, like you just have to, you have to keep yourself calm, remind yourself that you are not in a situation where you need to fight or flight. You are safe and be confident. And if you remind yourself you're safe and remind yourself that you know what you're doing, then you shouldn't, that pressure should automatically lift because that's where the pressure is coming from, right? Is we're scared that we don't know it well enough to pass the test. So as long as we're just staying on top of that and reminding ourselves, no, I'm fine. I'm safe. And I know it, then that removes the pressure. Yeah, I think the pressure might come. I think the pressure might come from just not feeling mm -hmm. confident. You know what I mean? So if you're not confident in your skill, you're going to be like, oh, am I going to get this? Am I not going to get this? Like, you know what I mean? So you're more like, uh, you know, frazzled, I guess. But when you go in confident, the, oh, this test is, you know, huge or like, no pressure, no pressure. Like, I think there's more of a chance mm -hmm. of you, of those thoughts going into your mind. Yeah. When you're, when you're not prepared. For sure. You know what I mean? Next question is from Diana Ruiz, 2722. Will it ever go away? Question mark, question mark. Lol. Yes, it will. In my opinion, 
it will. Mm-hmm. It did for if me. If you work on it enough, you know, you just, you have to work on, on it. You have to work on your skill. You have to work on your, you know, like you said, yes. Katie, like eating right, Full exercising, preparation, taking care of guys. yourself, like work <laughs> on that. You might not think about it like all of that plays a part, but it does. And then of course, what we do every day, you might think like, Oh, it's just practice. It's just practice. I don't want to practice. But every time that you practice, it's an opportunity to improve your skill, to become more confident in your skill. So I believe that combining all of those things will contribute into the Mm -hmm. test anxiety going away. You know what I mean? So the answer is yes. (laughs) And it will go away and you will succeed and you will be a court reporter and everything will be amazing and we'll all celebrate and have margaritas on the river walk. Yes. And then we'll all do a testing anxiety seminar and we'll all be able to speak to it. Yes. All right. So we're going to go into the advice that was submitted. We had a lot of good submissions. The first one is from Brittany underscore Herman. She says, take a big, deep breath and remember you will fail more tests than you will pass. Oh, me. Yes. The next one is from Rachel Rosenbaum. Find a mantra. I tried, quote, relax, but it just made it worse. Now I tell myself, focus. That's good. I think that's good because if you're, yeah. if you can't relax and you're trying to tell yourself to relax, you're only not going to relax more. But if you tell yourself to focus, then it's just something that you can like hone in on and do. Yeah. So instead of uh, trying to get rid of that energy, you're channeling it. So instead of, hey, relax, you're saying, hey, no, I'm going to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you just have, like, accept your feelings, you know, accept that you can't relax, but you can focus. I love that. I love that too. Our next piece of advice is from Lindsay.Zempel. She says, a yoga practice, exercise, and therapy. Yes, girl. Yes. Nothing like working through all your past issues to really (laughs) help you with court reporting. It's insane how life involves this freaking profession is. I mean, I'm sure there's people that can power through, but man, like I, I really think that I have a lot of mental blocks that are holding me back and therapy is amazing guys. Definitely get some therapy if you can. And I'm a big advocate for exercise too. All of the things that I don't do, and now I know, thanks to my own podcast, I need to. (laughs) Yeah, and um, breathing is a huge part of yoga. I am not a huge yoga person. I love it the way I feel after I've done it, but I like Mm -hmm. moving, so I get really frustrated sometimes trying to hold a pose, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this pose. I'm ready to flow into something else. I'm not very patient. (laughs) You just like take your yoga mat. Um, yeah, yoga is not for me. It's not my journey. (laughs) It's very meditative and very breath focused. I think even finding a way to do that meditation and Mm -hmm. breath work, if you're not into yoga, is very, very beneficial. Yes, meditation. I'm not good at it, but a lot of people (laughs) are. And that probably really helps with the breathing. Okay, next piece of advice. Ignea underscore testudo. And they say, convince yourself you don't care. I think this is really cool because it takes the pressure off. And like we say, if you have the pressure, you're more likely to get frazzled and mess up and nobody wants that. So you really do have to convince yourself that you don't care. Do it. Convince yourself this is not the most important test of my life. This is not that last test that I need to go into the next speed. Because if you ever notice, if you ever notice, when you pass all of those tests, that speed becomes easier. The testing, because you're not like, oh, I need it. I need this test. I need this test. So yeah, kind of convince yourself, uh, like this is not the biggest test of my whole entire life. Yeah, there's always going to be another test. So it takes the pressure off. Takes the pressure off. Okay, and the next one is from scented underscore steno underscore llama. Shout out, because I love that. That's hilarious. Shout out. She's my friend. Oh, she is. Yay. Yes. I feel like she's my, I feel like she's my um, new CSR out of school, barely getting started in the working world. I just want to know what does a steno llama smell like? (laughs) 
probably like the candles we just caught <laughs> out of the sustain box. Mm-hmm. All right. She says, oh, hypnosis. Them. Don't tell others when the test is and eliminate distraction, including people. Um, I know that we I have a look. There's a local court reporter, Tanya Thompson, shout out, who shares this hypnosis meditation for test anxiety. And I I did it. I have it. And I, I did know it. I did it consistently for like a week. And I, I, I don't even remember if I had a shift after that or not. I honestly, I would fall asleep within the first five seconds to minute every single time. Like I've never heard the whole thing all the way through because I pass out. As soon as I hear it, the music start going, my body's like time to sleep. <laughs> Let me tell you my journey with that. So I was giving this, I was giving this uh-huh. hypnosis thing that you're talking about by Tanya, who was my mentor in school. And I was like, hypnosis, whatever. Like, I don't know. And I would listen to it. And same as you, I would lay down and I would like pass out. So I told someone one time I was like, it doesn't work. Like I just, I go to sleep and they're like, girl, that's what's supposed to happen. And I was like, because then one uh-huh. of the times I like, I forced myself to stay awake to hear it. And I was like, oh, I don't think I was supposed to, but I did it for a very short time. This last time before my CSR, like I said, I took everyone's advice. So I did that hypnosis religiously every single night nice. for an entire month before my CSR. And I do feel like it helped nice. quiet my thoughts before the test. So I feel like it helped me. Um, might not work for other people, but so I received it way in advance of when I actually started using it because I'm very wary of anything hypnosis. That's just me personally. And guys, it was much mm-hmm. more, it was exactly like meditations that I listened to. So it's not like nobody's suggesting that you cluck around like a mm-hmm. chicken in your sleep. Yeah. That's what came to my mind right now. I was like, somebody's going to say, <laughs> ready, begin. You're going to be like, Burp. I love that visual. And do that. Don't go around clucking when you're about. Don't go around clucking when you're about yeah. to. So, for any of you that might be more wary of hypnosis things, like I am, it's not. It wasn't like hypnosis how I thought a hypnosis would be. It was exactly like the meditation stuff that I've listened to. So let that let that ease your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think her next point. I think that her next Mm. point is crucial when you're testing. Mm -hmm. Do not tell people when you're testing because there's the pressure and you don't need that. Again, don't don't add pressure to yourself when you're about to test. I did not tell, but but a handful of really close friends. I did. I ignored text messages. I ignored Instagram messages. I ignored like Facebook messages. When are you testing? Are you testing this time? Do you have a date? When's your test? Do not tell these people. This is your time. This is your thing. And you're adult enough to, you don't have to answer these people. You don't owe them anything. And when people don't know that you're testing, you don't have, it's like a secret pressure. Like they know that I'm testing. And so you feel like you have to pass for them so you can give them the good news. But this is for you because when you don't pass, you don't want that conversation. Like they're going to ask you like, hey, how did it go? How did you get there? And you don't want to be like, oh, I, I didn't get it because then you feel like shit. Like, you know what I mean? And so you avoid that whole thing by not telling people. And so I think that is a very, very good point. Also with the eliminate distractions, I cut people out of my life in 2020. Let me tell you that. And once they were out, it was nothing but success for me. So you have to cut people out, do it. Like, I'm not even going to feel bad yes. about it. Hashtag throw out toxic people. Stop. Yes. Okay. I'm sure that some of our listeners are going yeah. to have somebody who's really pushy, who is going to ask over and over and over again, especially if they get ignored. So what would you do? Would you lie and say, no, I don't think I'm going to take it this time. I'm going to keep working on it until the next round comes up. I lied to two people. I lied to two people to shut them up, honestly. Just like, no, I'm not taking it. Because then it'll shut them up. But other people were extremely pushy to where I stopped answering. And they started asking people that I know Mm -hmm. if I was testing, which got even more annoying. I'm not going to lie to you. With, I'm going to guesstimate 
10 to 15 people asked me. And when you have that many people asking you, even if you don't answer, it adds pressure to you to where people would ask me so much that I would, I would cry to Jose and he'd be like, well, they're just trying to be nice and they want to wish you good luck. And I say, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get the pressure that this puts on us to where it was, it was emotionally exhausting, ignoring the texts. You know what I mean? Because you would get it. And I would just be like, Oh my God, like why? Like just, Mm -hmm. I would just be like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Which is maybe one of the downsides of putting yourself out there and networking so much as I did because people want to know, you know, but like I said, after like a week or two, I had absolutely no problem ignoring people. And I did. Nice. And it worked because I passed. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I'm very blessed to not have anybody that's crazy pushy, but if I, if I did have somebody, I know that I'm going to have to tell some people But I think what I'm going to do is like when I tell him, hey, I'm taking it this day, I'm going to say, don't even ask me about it. Like, I'll let you know when my results are in. That's how I think I'm going to handle it. But again, thankfully, I don't have anybody who's crazy pushy. I know a lot of a lot of people have those kind of people in their lives. So maybe telling them beforehand is something that would work. Maybe lying about it is something you're going to have to do for your own sanity. Just kind of figure out what works for you. Next one is from Beckfrick17 advice. Lay on the floor, close your eyes, deep breath in, hold it, exhale through mouth. Yes, I feel like that is really cool and good advice because when you lay on the floor, your body just relaxes. Your body relaxes. When you close your eyes, you automatically feel calmer. And then the breath, breathing, the breathing, (laughs) the thing that you do with the inhale and the exhale, again, calms your body, sends the message to your body that you're okay that you're safe, that you don't need to freak out. So I love that. All right. Then Legal Grin said, rescue (laughs) remedy from Bach flowers found on Amazon health food store are an alternative treatment that is used for emotional problems and pain. They're made out of watered down extracts from the flowers of wild plants. Edward Bach is a medical doctor and homeopath, and he created these remedies in the early 1900s. Very, very interesting. So I feel like some of these might be things that we would experience before a test, fear, uncertainty, that it might like help with. Yeah. That'd be cool. And yeah, it looks like that there's different types of flowers for different causes. From Who's Chandler Anyway says, oh my God. Last piece of advice is, no way. Who is Chandler? Anyways, every time I hear Chandler, I just think about Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. <laughs> Chandler Bong. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> we can go off on a tangent about friends. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to bring it back, guys. I'm going to try to bring it back. Hypnotherapy has been a game changer for me. Somebody help me. What is hypnotherapy? Is that like the the hypnosis that we are talking about or is it completely different yeah it's kind of like hypnosis meditation so side story i feel like maybe that's what that is right because if we're saying it sounded like meditation with a a therapist yeah i really do think that that's good to tap into i don't know the scientifics about this guys obviously i'm just a court reporter but (laughs) to tap into that part of your mind that needs to calm down for ultra stressful things Mm -hmm. like testing you know what I mean? Which is why I said, I think that that hypnosis thing helped me. And I felt a difference when I tested from the February test to the December test, because number one, I was more confident in my scale. Number two, my brain, my mind was just quieter. And um, I don't know, I just feel like combining every, literally everything that we talked about today, it, it's like foolproof, you know, it'll help you with the tanks. Clip a plick. It'll help you with the test anxiety. Yes. Leave that in there, Candace. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, game changer. Yeah. Legit. Hashtag. Facts. Lots of stuff for you guys to think about, to try, and let us know what what works for you. Like what you notice 
makes a difference, what didn't make a difference. We want to hear about your experiences. Yeah, I feel like after people hear our episode and they implement these things, we'll be getting a lot more people on. Crushing it corner. Speaking yeah. of crushing it corner, we'd like to shout out yeah. Miss Jennifer Cook, who passed her two-minute lit at 120. Yes, I know her. She's oh, my yay. friend. Love you, Jen. And then Annette Avalos, who promoted to her 120 Q&A. Yay, Annette. Nice. And yes, Anna, I feel wrong shouting oh, my myself out. So go Ooh. for it. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> we have... If everyone has been following her journey and her struggle and all of her hard work, guys, it finally paid off. Our very own Katie Morphin has passed her two-minute QA 140. Yes. <laughs> yes. Katie, Katie, Katie. <laughs> I'm ready for my three-minute, guys. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. We love y'all guys. We love that y'all listen. We love that we're helping y'all. We love that y'all are tagging us in your passes because it is a big deal. It is a big deal whether you passed one test or exited out of a speed or passed a certification. We don't care because every step of this journey deserves to be celebrated. And that's what we're here for to celebrate y'all because we freaking love y'all. Love you so we love much. Bye. and that's it for this week's episode thank you all for tuning in and listening don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave us a review also check out our instagram and facebook both at stenotalk podcast and shoot us an email at stenotalkpodcast at gmail.com with any questions comments or ideas for the show We would love to hear from our listeners. Until next time, Steno Tribe, stay motivated, stay on your machine, and practice, practice, practice. Ready? Vegan. I'm just going to squeeze you. (laughs) (laughs) How do we even have friends, guys? (laughs)